You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pokes! Pokes! Ben Pokes! Ben. Shit! Pokes, I, I ran the numbers. Uh-huh. Pokes, I, I ran the numbers and we're out of origin stories. We, we've done all the origin stories. I feel like that can't possibly be true. I, I, I ran the... I, I, okay, look, Pokes... The truth is that we have a lot of origin stories to do, but uh, we did Suicide Squad, man, and I'm feeling I'm feeling empty since then. You know, I I woke up last night and I just started screaming. You know, and I I, I thought just today I was like, they save the world, and a person can ask for anything they want, and one character just asks for just BET, not Cable. Just, just one be station. Just one station. Seems might be a little racist. <laughs> Look, I just I just woke up in the middle of the night in a dead sweat, and I screamed, "Slipknot!" No. Oh yeah, that's gotta hurt you and your people. He I didn't even that. get a cool line, Adam Beach. He didn't even get Adam. a little placard, like a little like shot of him, like firing his stupid grappling gun and it's like you know slipknot not a fan of the band ironically well they they didn't even get a chance i mean if they're going to do a racially offensive thing with croc's character and have him only ask for like bet and like uh, i don't know fast food or whatever he's eating there while watching it then they have to they have to let they have to let adam beach get through to the end and do an offensive thing where like they show him in his cell and he just has like i don't know a piece of paper (laughs) Some, some beads and a blanket, you know? Like, he didn't know what to pick. And he yeah, they were like, panicked. what do you want? And he was like, uh, a blanket without smallpox? Oh, I mean, I'm glad <laughs> that this blanket is, you know, nice, but uh, it's, got, it's got a high thread count. But I really should have just... I mean, Harley asked for her freedom, and so that would have been smart. <laughs> yeah, that would have at least been nice to try. <laughs> anyway, well... If you are listening to this episode right now, this is a mini episode, uh, aka the uh, intermediate episode between our sixty-sixth, sixth movie, right? Yeah, yes. six-six. Moving on to sixty-seven, which we will announce shortly. We just did Suicide Squad, uh, just Pogues and I, because I asked some friends if they wanted to do it, and they all um, started hitting me simultaneously. They all just started They all suddenly striking had things me. to do when you told them the film. <laughs> One friend, who I will not name, just hit me with a club until until I stopped, until I stopped moving, and then uh, they left, and thank God I survived. Um, yeah, I can't believe... I mean, I, that's technically domestic abuse. It was your yeah. wife. We know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we all know it. It's, it's clear as day. But um, what's weird is he called the police, and when they arrived and he told them what happened, they sided with her. <laughs> They started hitting me with their clubs. Um, if you want to listen to probably the only movie that we'll ever do where Ben cannot be optimistic at all. I'm he, both... tries, he tries so hard to be the voice of like upbeat realism where I'm always just cantankerous. He, he can't do it. So much so that I think at one point I try to say something good about the movie just because I feel like somebody needed to. Yeah, and I think I yelled at you when he did that. I think so. my I think my claim that why it was good was it had a finite running time. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I guess I agree with that part. Yeah, um, it, you knew it had to end eventually. Okay, <laughs> I guess <Yeah>. that's correct. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the little that, things, guys. 
With that, uh, I want to share with you what we've got going on for our next movie because I'm, I'm, let's just put it this way, I'm curious because this is a movie that I recall seeing re- repeatedly. This this falls in a category of movies that I saw at least three times as a younger version of, of myself. But here's the trick. Um, it's one of those movies I remember nothing about. I do, I, I scarcely remember a scene in the movie. I maybe will remember it when I watch it, but there's a category of movies that I remember liking, but I've also been lost to time. And this is one of them. Um, more importantly, as we did, as we ran the numbers, we, uh, we are not doing another Marvel or DC movie for this next one. Uh, just knocking that out of the box right away. And, That's right. uh, instead we're going with, which is technically indie, although, uh, what does this count as in terms of being run? Is this just like, uh, I don't, I don't know what you would actually like, cause I don't know who made the comic originally. I, I mean, now I'm pretty sure it's done by like Top Cow or, uh, Oh, originally Pacific Comics. Wow. That's back there. That is. They went out. Well, no, I guess they, they were around in the eighties. Good for them. They went nice defunct job, in 1985. Uh, anyway, this one bounced around through a number of uh, of up, up and down uh, uh, comic book publishers, and eventually settling with IDW uh, or previously with Dark Horse. This at one point published by Comico Comics. Really Pokes. not trying with names there. Pokes, we're starting up our own comic book company. We're doing it right now. I need a name. You gotta give um, me a name. How about Come on. Comic Comics? No, no, what? two no. on the nose. No, how it's about, two on the nose. How about we go south of the border? Comico Comics. Deal. All right, we're moving to Tijuana, and we're starting up Comico Comics, <laughs> which I feel like is definitely like housed up. Oh, yep, Norristown, Pennsylvania. <laughs> all right, all right, we're starting up. Our first comic's about a guy with a rocket pack. I'm sure I'll come up with a different power for him, but he'll have something more than a rocket pack. I'm pretty sure. Sir, sure, I think that was already a comic. That's yeah, fine. Um, we'll so buy the rights. There's no way Eclipse Comics is still in business. If I haven't been uh, specific enough, Pogues and I are moving on to a movie that I'm excited to do. Uh, 1991's The Rocketeer. Uh, one of the few family-friendly movies that fall within our uh, our purview. Mostly it's just considered, I guess, just like adult action movies. Normally. Yeah, this is a 1990s Walt Disney movie. So you know it's pretty wholesome. Oh, uh, is this the first Disney movie we're doing? I guess, uh, except for the, the acquisition Marvel stuff. Yeah, I, yeah I think this would have been the first true Disney film that's huh. not like part of another. Interesting. Well, um, if you're it's very wholesome, other than the Nazis. If you didn't grow up like I did, you might be unfamiliar. Uh, uh, the Rocketeer is actually, uh, I guess, it first appeared, I think, in DC because it was in an old Star Slayer comic I was reading, which is something I have little to no awareness of from the early '80s, um, before well before I was born, and then uh, ultimately became a, a, a moderate sensation in the comic book world, but but I think definitely became a massive. Uh, sensation very briefly uh when all every kid i know saw it in like the, the here is something i did not know the, the comic was created in 1982 i always assumed it was like an old pulp comic that they just kept trying to bring back isn't that weird i thought the same thing until i started doing my research i was pretty confident it would be like it would fall under like 
the you know like the uh what is the uh, the, the phantom or uh yeah yeah right i yeah. just thought it would be like the like in the 60s where it's like sort of like let's do comics about like world war Two era you know and kind of like pulp them up and because it, no, it's definitely a, it's, it's definitely a 60s character where they came up with one cool idea and then stopped right because that was like every but character was like it is it's definitely like old school pulp pulp like the phantom's oh, like yeah. oh i have a ring and a horse <laughs> and you're like what else do you want to do he's like i don't know he's a white guy in the jungle anything also, else I'm, nah, also, that's I'm, pretty much all i need also i'm white and i rule africa oh, okay <laughs> i feel so. like this is a big <laughs> colonialism i don't know what that means we're making a comic he's all in purple but the Rocketeers come up in our past mini-so discussions because we often like to look up the uh, discography of the director or people involved in the movie. Filmography. And, and uh, yeah, all right, filmography, excuse me. <laughs> and it's come up because when we previously did the uh, Captain America First Avenger movie, the director, Joe Johnston, we identified, did uh, some interesting things, like, say, the Rocketeer, Jumanji, and the third Jurassic Park. Yikes! <laughs> Which strong disagree with Ben. Love the third Jurassic Park because okay, it's real look, bad. It's so bad. We all agree the first one's a fucking masterpiece. It could be watched forever. Totally. Yes, the, masterpiece. But the second one is the a second best, and the third no, one is disagree. The worst. Third one beats the second one because of its enjoyable. Like I would say, if you take the original Batman's. I still say the last one's the best one because I think it's the <laughs> one you can you can watch okay. over and over because it's so dumb you just can't help but enjoy how bad it is. And I it's Jurassic Park three, but it'll never agree. be Jurassic Park one. I, I, what was impressive though is two and three were successfully able to get young me to throw my hands up in the theater and go, "Oh come on!" Which is like a rare thing to get for like a, a kid of my age at the time. I would yes. watch absolutely anything. But in two, when the girl does the uneven bar raptor kick, I definitely went, oh, come on. <laughs> and I remember three... seeing the movie in theaters, the second one, and when they had the Japanese people running away from the T-Rex, <laughs> I was like, even then, like as a young man, I was like, this feels really racially insensitive. <laughs> Which is a term thing... I probably don't know. I just felt in the theater being like, oh, I don't like this. But that was the, that was the one really stupid moment i remember from two and the one you just mentioned from three you have such scenes as the phone still inside the stomach of a fucking a, a pc or whatever the fuck that Not thing brilliant. is that was that was supposed brilliant. to replace the t-rex yeah you've got you've got a repeat of the poop scene which includes a dinosaur looking at the camera as he sees these poop covered humans and going oh boy and then leaving that happens and and pokes a raptor talks in three <laughs> That may be the best scene in cinema history. Fuck you, Citizen Kane. I'll see you in hell, Godfather montage. This, this There's a scene where literally one of the animatronic <laughs> raptors, Dr. Grant from the first movie, is having a dream on a plane. He wakes up. There's no pilots. The plane is falling. He looks to his right, and there is a raptor sitting in the plane, like the passenger seat of an airplane next to him. It turns and looks at him and says, Alan! Alan, it's YouTube it if you've not seen it. It's magnificent because one, those animatronics look real garbage. <laughs> like it's so clear. It looks like it should be like a Chuck E. Cheese. When he turns around, I'm like, oh, this doesn't look real at all. This is deeply upsetting. But just that it says Alan and just how cheesy the scene is. It's it's magnificent. <laughs> get get some William H Macy for all you Macy heads out there. 
God, they really wasted him in that movie. Taylor um, Mooney for the... I mean, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, but the point I'm getting at is the director of the movie that we're about to do about a flying rocket man at one point said, okay, can the raptor puppet be made to talk? Because I have an idea. That's the same guy. And I want to go into this next movie feeling that way, you know? <laughs> I, I think that's a good way to feel about life in general. Um, but, yeah, the, I just... I, I, I'm trying to remember even just the plot of, of the Rocketeer. I know he has a rocket pack, you know. That's about it. Wow, which this, is Which I is see. hilarious because I look up the fucking I, the, the Wikipedia page for it, and the, this is, the, I think, the only movie I've ever seen in the history of this podcast that when I open the Wikipedia page, the premise, which usually is some person who went out of their way to write the plot by plot points of the entire movie, this one is... Just two sentences that just says, in 1938 Los Angeles, Cliff Secord, it's a difficult bad name, a local racing pilot and barnstormer discovers a rocket pack hidden by two gangsters. When he decides to take it for a spin, his life is turned upside down. That's not a good, that's not a premise. That's a, that's a, that's a, like an elevator pitch. And not a particularly good one. Uh, I gotta pause though real quick just for a second and tell you I, I was looking up Joe Johnston because I wanted to see real quick if he wrote Jurassic Park 3 because I feel like the Raptor thing wasn't him but do you know how he got his start? He was an no. effects artist for Star Wars that's his first credit and he played a Death Star Trooper uncredited then he was the effects artist and art director what? in Empire Strikes Back and played Captain Sean Valdez who's a Hoth Rebel He's the art director and effects director for Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Art. Holy shit. Art director for Return of the Jedi. Art director for Temple of Doom. And then this one, not a feather in your cap, art director for Howard the Duck. I'm looking at him in Star Wars right now. Holy shit. I mean, that's crazy. I did not know that's how he got his start. His first directorial debut, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Damn. This guy has had it. He also is credited as the designer of the Iron Giant from the cartoon The Iron Giant, which is Holy an amazing design. Shit. This guy has had quite the career. Joe Johnston, I'm sorry I made fun of you. Also, he there. is the director for Rasa Hallstrom's The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Okay, now we're just fucking digging. Now we're just fucking digging. No, this have you not seen this? They're making like a serious dark nutcracker movie. Oh, God. No, I don't want to talk about it. It has Kira Knightley in it. It looks real bad. I'm all done. I'm all done now. <laughs> um, but you can't be, then. The Rocketeer. I'm looking forward to it, guys. Also, yeah, I, I'm... I do like the premise of the that you were reading. You denoted that it, it says his life is turned upside down, hyphen, in more ways than one, exclamation oh, point. God. No, we're moving on. We're moving on. Um... So, so the, the, unfortunately, like unfortunately, like all the fucking movies, that one's not quite available uh, uh, anywhere. We were hoping, we tried real hard for you guys. It just did not pay off. I'm gonna apologize for not picking Suicide Squad when it was just something you could fucking stream with ease. It's my fault. Um, he, he's apologizing just to me. Yeah, basically, because nobody else bothered to watch that. Garbage. I'm real salty. I paid for that. Um, but yeah, definitely tune in next week for that movie. Uh, I'm excited to replay something from my childhood while simultaneously uh trying to be positive about a weird bad special effects pulp movie from early disney 
that I, I um, feel like my recollection of this film, which I forgot entirely that um, one of the James Bonds is in it. What's his name? Roger Moore. Oh, shit, really? Is He's like the villain in it. Oh, damn. Well, now I'm really excited. Um, but uh, Alan Arkin's in this one? All right, now I'm in. And, I'm in. and Jennifer Conley. I had the, the biggest crush on Jennifer Conley. Paul Sorvino? Let's right do now. it. <laughs> Paul Sorvino? Come on, man. Come on. Uh, come on. <laughs> um, Clint Howard's also in it, so you're welcome. Okay, here uh, we go. Now we're ready. I remember oh, this um, movie being really sorry. slow, though. I, I gotta correct you. It's not Roger Moore. It's Timothy Dalton. But he is, he is Oh, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Sorry. I always get... I, which I feel really bad for. I always get those two mixed up when I'm referring to them. Also, uh, Terry O'Quinn is in it. Locke from Lost. Mm. As a young man. Damn. Who He plays Howard Hughes. Oh, boy. Yep. That's what we're in for, guys. <laughs> so check it out it is available to rent from youtube and amazon uh, there's a chance you could find the full movie on amazon i don't probably not though because disney's pretty litigious but check that out before we go though we did want to go over some recent comic book news and since we def- film news and since we definitely filled the first part of this minisode with jurassic park talk i guess we could probably make it a little bit quicker but I, what i wanted to point out is, is pose reminded me of this i feel uh, like you think people right, aren't gonna like the jurassic park <laughs> talk right before we recorded pose reminded me of a fact that i read and then i tried to eject out of my brain like whenever i read political news which is that they're doing more joker stuff which they should just please for the love of god stop um and they uh they've I, cast i will give them credit for this at least i don't have to watch jared leto do a mask impersonation for two hours yeah i guess <laughs> not the share movie the jim carrey movie <laughs> so the um the the guy who produced the hangover is producing mm-hmm. a joker you, movie you know who one of the other people is who's supposedly producing this movie Martin Scorsese, or Scorsese, depending on... I don't know how you're actually supposed to say it. Oh, boy. World-famous director, Martin Scorsese, is possibly... is what I've heard. This is mostly from the guy I work with, Victor, reads so much comic book news that, like, every day I come in, he's like, did you hear? And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, But but he says that he's been... he's one of the producers, and uh, they've cast the Joker as joaquin phoenix and this is going to be a standalone joker movie that takes place outside of the dcu which is like really insane but i guess Uh, this is again this is something this guy told me at work uh he read an interview that they asked uh not river phoenix uh, joaquin phoenix why he did it and he said that he had told a bunch of people he thought what dc should do is instead of making superhero movies they should just make a bunch of standalone movies about Batman's villains because they're more interesting than like hit the characters. And that, that would be way different than Marvel. So they would get like a different market. And then oh. he got called by his agent to say they're making a standalone Joker movie. And he was like, Oh, that was my idea. Like they should do those. So he was like, you know what? I'll try out for it. And he went huh. and they loved him. And so he agreed to be in it. I like Joaquin Phoenix. So maybe it'll turn out to be good. There's I just don't have a lot here. of. The thing is, is like, I don't want this movie. Like, I don't care. Right. That that's. I, I don't understand problem. the purpose of being like. Here's a Joker story. It's like, but without Batman, 
I, I the Joker's pointless. You know, I mean, me and Ben, I don't know if we talked about this on the show or if this was one of the conversations we had where we talked about like the whole reason Batman and the Joker are such great villains is they're the same person. Like they both had a terrible traumatic event. One went evil, one went good. That's what makes their interaction so interesting because Batman knows he's like one more push from becoming the Joker. And that makes for a very interesting interaction. When it's just the Joker, it's just a crazy person, which is not interesting. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? Because then you're just like, well, why don't you, like, I'll just watch Zodiac instead. That That's where I'm at, because pieces of this make sense and pieces of this don't, which is why I'm going to remain optimistic. Um, one, the director does not, does not give me any sort of excitement. He's just done the Hangover movies and, like, Road Trip. Uh, so... Which is, like, also never a good sign, unless they're like, we're going to make so... it joker's yeah. real comedy like and, and from what i understand this is going to be uh, well actually accurately from descriptions from the studio is it's going to be a um a, a experimental darker movie so for them to be like this is going to be a dark dc movie is like hey hey can you make night more night like it's like it, you can't get any harder than dark that they're the, already doing in dc the only good thing i heard is supposedly the budget is like 70 million or something or 60 million yeah it's very low, which is good, because that was also You're Joaquin right. Phoenix's thing, was he said they should be making real low-budget movies and then making $200 million off of a $60 million investment instead of spending $400 million and barely making $100 million. That's why I agree with this idea, is that it's potentially like a Logan situation, where they're forced yeah. to be not just spending every ounce of time and money on a movie being like, how do we film this spaceship crashing into Earth so that Superman can punch it? It's going to be more like, you know, filming an actual real movie, like how real movies are filmed. And more importantly, Joaquin Phoenix is a fucking, like, I mean, he's a chameleon. So yeah, like, I think he could be great in it. If he can, like, you know, walk hard and, and uh, uh, her and, and fucking gladiator comedist, my man. Like, he's... He's, yeah, he's, he's a definitely a, a good a actor. So I think he could do a good job. Yeah. I just, if they don't put Batman in the movie, I don't know how well it will go because I just don't get, which don't get me wrong. If they were like, we're going to do a bunch of Batman movies where the main character is not Batman. Like he's just like, like you don't see the story. Isn't like, Oh, Bruce Wayne's so tortured. He becomes the Batman. It's like, Oh, this is going to be a movie about, uh, the Joker. He becomes the Joker. He fights Batman. And like the whole thing is sort of told from his point of view. I'd be like, that could be really interesting because I don't know if you really need more stories with, you know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're not going to put him in the DCU and you can just cast anyone to be Batman as in like just some dude in a suit, because you're never going to show him as Bruce Wayne, then why not just be like, yeah, that then you don't have to worry about who Batman is. You know, it's just a stunt guy who has like a voice modulator and then it could be, I think you could do something, like, more interesting than, you know, you don't, so you don't end up with Val Kilmer as Batman, you know? <laughs> like, trying to yeah. be like, here's a Bruce Wayne and Batman. Because in a lot of ways, uh, who really cares about those other parts of those movies, you know? Like, the most interesting part is more when he's Batman. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. But uh, DC also released Ugh. something else. Go. My uh, My co-worker today came in. He insisted that I watch this and make you watch it because he knows we record on uh, Thursdays. So he said, you guys should definitely watch this. I sent Ben the clip. There is a new Teen Titans live-action TV show, which I do not know what station it's going to be on, but it's rated R. So it's their attempt to do what I can only imagine is a 
uh, Netflix Marvel series. Well, Johns, um, uh, sorry, uh, 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 Jeff Johns, um, who's working on the project, said that it's um, it's like an adult Riverdale, like the show Riverdale, which mm-hmm. is already, I would say, that's that's adult. a terrible. <laughs> also, too, yeah, that is true. I mean, isn't it about a murder? Yeah, and it's isn't got the a entire of, first season about someone's been murdered. It's got a lot of sex and murder in it. Yeah, it's like it's also, like a. Here's the thing. You don't want to be like I'm making a superhero show, which is like a like is being like ooh this this version of the Avengers is like Dawson's Creek except for more adult. <laughs> yes, I'm dating myself with teen TV show references because I don't know anymore. But it's like that's not what you want in a yeah, superhero I, I film he, is to be like like a non superhero project. I think he meant more in terms of it's uh pitched at a audience like you know an older audience uh, like. But for me, watching it, the Titans trailer, which we did watch, unfortunately, it looks um, it looks a lot more like uh, a CW Arrow show, basically. Yeah, it uh, there's a people are very displeased with the way uh, the three characters um, look, the way they decided to dress them up, and there's a there's a pretty good meme you can look up, which is uh, the character versus the Teen Titans live action versus cosplay. And when you look at them, if you were to cover up, like, the names of, like, which one's cosplay and which one's the TV show, you would, I think most people would guess the other way. Because, like, the cosplay that they found, it's just, like, three random people. It's, like, perfect cosplay. They look just like the cartoon characters if they were real people. The TV show, they look like people in really, really bad costumes. Really ill-fitting wigs that clearly are not their actual hair. (laughs) Or if they are, have been, like, very weirdly, like cut and it's just it looks bad then watching the trailer uh it's just real cheesy it's very angsty we're introduced to robin but it's an unhinged robin uh who Who shoots people and then stepping on a man's neck covered in blood says fuck batman yes if i were to if you were to challenge me to like make fun of dc's grittiness that would be what i would come back with i would come back with robin in an alley shooting a guy going fuck batman also it's nothing could be more like rough. angsty than like fuck you batman you can't tell me what to do also that is the like dc equivalent batman... of that is the dc equivalent of fuck you dad like that yeah. is what that is what it's happening in that scene and it just feels like batman wouldn't be the type of person or character who would be like huh my ward and protege has gone rogue and is murdering people. Guess I'll just see how this plays out. I, I feel like he would be yeah. on that in a second. It's It does not look like a good show, which I feel well, bad for the people involved, you know? What we're getting at is just flash forward to, I don't know, like eight or nine months from now when we're doing a pilot project episode about this, and it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> yes, there you go. That's how you can be happy is there'll be at least a, a little bit of joy from us probably ripping this thing apart. Um, I, with that said, I, I, think, I think that's everything we wanted to cover for the mini episode. Absolutely. Um, so I highly encourage you to come back around next week for our Rocketeer episode. And uh, as always, um, we talked about this terrible trailer because a friend of Pogues mentioned it. And we covered... Uh, 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 um, um, Lone Wolf and Cub because it was relevant to a friend's interest. So if you have a movie that's comic book related and live action, talk at it. Talk at us. Talk at us about it. And we will produce an episode in short order. That's how this whole system works. 
Yeah, if there's a movie you've been wanting to hear us do or some obscure comic book film you saw that was terrible and you want us to suffer through it, feel free, you know? We've we've hit rock bottom after last episode, so everything has to be a slight step up, I think. I stopped feeling things. Um, I feel like I'm still dreaming and I don't wake ever. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just down to podcasts. Shoot me an app. Shoot me an app. This is it. If I don't keep doing the podcast, he will kill himself. I need to give him one thing to keep doing each week. Please. Please. For Sarah. I'm begging. Keep Ben alive. Uh, boy, it's a bummer outro. I mean, this is one of our most bummer outros. Not for DC, me. Did DC write this outro? <laughs> fuck Ben. Man, fuck Pokes.